Welcome to the Beers and Bible Podcast, a podcast that explores God's Word while enjoying the fruits of God's creation. You can find us on Instagram at Beers and Bible underscore, on Facebook by searching Beers and Bible Podcast, and on Twitter at Beers and Bible P1. You can also email us at Beers and Bible Podcast at gmail.com. If you enjoy what you hear on Beers and Bible, please consider leaving a five-star rating and a review on your podcast platform to help us promote this podcast. Billy Currington summed it up well when he said, God is great, beer is good, and people are crazy. So let us join our hosts, Michael and Anthony, for this week's discussion. Welcome to episode number 147 of the Beers and Bible podcast. I am Anthony. And I am Michael. And we are happy to be with you for another week of the Beers and Bible podcast, which Anthony's already said. So we're going to just sprinkle <laughs> our name all throughout the episodes. So y'all remember beers that. And so, beers, and beers and Bible. Beers and Bible. Beers and Bible. So, so um, when I waited tables, they yeah. always told me, like, you have to say your name three times, like. Hi, my name is Anthony. I'm going to be your server. And then, like, you take their order, their drink order. Okay, my name's Anthony. If you need anything, that's how people would remember your name. It's just keep repeating it. So, Maybe that's a holdover from my waiting table days. Well, so when we go out to eat, waiters do that annoy me <laughs> because it's also on their name tag. You know, like, I can, I, I can read. I can, I can read. I, I have a drive. <laughs> I drove here. I have a driver's license. <laughs> I see that your name is whatever it is. So, <laughs> so uh, we want to share that uh, next week, Anthony and I will be at the, let me get this right, for the sake of the gospel conference. Yeah. Camp meeting. What are they call that? that? All those things, okay. man. <laughs> so it's uh, the RFP guys are hosting a conference in Danville, Virginia. And um, Anthony and I will be there. We're going to have some cool things going on, some uh, breakout sessions, some, messages and worship and mm -hmm. just opportunity to hang out and get to know other members of the RFP network and their listeners as well. So if you, I guess you could still maybe get a ticket. I'm sure you can. You can still register. Recoveringfundamentalist.org. Uh, yep. Go, uh, go check. Is it Recovering Fundamentalist or? Yeah, I think it's Recoveringfundamentalist.org. Okay. If you search we Recovering Fundamentalist podcast, you'll find them guaranteed. Yeah. Yes, that's that's true. So make sure to check that out. And we look forward to seeing any and all of you that will be there. Yes. Next week. Come up and introduce yourselves and say hey to us. And sometime after a session, in between sessions, we're going to definitely go and have a beer somewhere because, you know, we're the Beers and Bible podcast. So that's that's exactly we would, what we do. We would not be who we are if we failed to do that. This is true. We're so, trying to be true to ourselves. So Yes. Anyway, Michael, man, how's your week been going? I was like, now that the <laughs> now that the commercials out of the way, uh, it's been good. Uh, we've again still busy with work. Um, mm -hmm. It started getting cold here. Um, these yeah. thirty five officially had ice on it this morning. These thirty well, I haven't got that bad yet, but these thirty five degree mornings are brutal. Yes, they are. My nose has been real dry this week. I've had a you know that's been fun dealing with that, but mm -hmm. uh, all things good. Just. Staying busy, we've started talking about uh, plans for Christmas and oh, Christmas time. Yeah, it's your favorite time. And it uh, is. Have you started listening to Christmas music? I can neither confirm nor deny that. Did you start on October first like you usually do? I can neither confirm nor deny that. I have your not answer. 
your non-answers are answers in and of themselves. <laughs> um, I have not, but I have been revamping my Christmas playlist for this year. So I'm at least working on my Christmas playlist already. That's fair. Getting ready for November 1 because it starts November 1. It's on. I thought you were an October 1st guy. I have done October 1st before. Most of the time, I like for Halloween. Oh, it's to be after, done with. after hand, Halloween. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I screwed that up. Okay. <laughs> so that's what we're, you know, we're just getting ready for the next thing. And I've got busy weekends the next one, two, three that's like the another month before i have a weekend where i don't have something going on so basically thanksgiving is your next weekend off maybe like <laughs> i don't even know so all, all things good though how are you doing what's up man it's uh it's busy times down here it's uh it's gotten cold down here in south alabama and i mean if it gets below 50 we are like heaters parkas um People are putting the coverings on their hoses because they think it's going to freeze because it gets down to like 45. <laughs> so in my, in my, the company I work for, uh, we use a certain brand of tools uh, almost exclusively. Mm -hmm. And this brand has a battery powered heated vests. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. I haven't got one yet, but I'm tempted. I, I almost can't justify the cost for, you know, the couple of, you know, the handful of weeks that it would be useful, but I really could have used one this week. So, yep. So, but yeah, we're doing good. Just staying busy, enjoying life. Um, we're getting geared up for Halloween and Christmas as well. They're mm -hmm. coming. And so we're just, uh, we're making plans on what we're going to be doing over breaks. Normally we take uh Thanksgiving break and travel and go see people, but this year it's going to be a Christmas trip. Um, so we're starting to get all those plans together, but, other than that, it's just work and school and normal everyday life things. So that is what it is. Cool. So, but we are definitely going to drink some beer tonight. And I'm I'm going to introduce my beer first because mine's kind of plain. And I bought it because it was plain-ish. But I saw this and I thought to myself, this is the craft beer version of Bud Light Lime. And mm -hmm. so I'm going to drink it just to see if it's if it's any good. Uh, but it's from Palmetto Brewing, and it's just called the Salted Lime Lager. That's what it's called. And it says it is a lager with sea salt and lime flavors. Um, so it could be it could be pretty good. It, it could might be, be like good. a margarita. It might be like a margarita. That's possible. And I do enjoy margaritas. In fact, I had one earlier tonight. So. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, what was it a few weeks ago? Which beer was it that you were going to mix to make mules? That oh, I did, did not that. work. Yes, no, it was terrible. <laughs> okay, it was it was awful. <laughs> was that the Thai wheat? Was that the one? Yes, it was the Thai wheat that had. It was the lemongrass ginger flavored beer, and I, I mixed one up mm -hmm. and I tasted it and I was like, "Yep, not doing that again." <laughs> right. So, but that's what I've got. So I've got the salted lime lager. What do you have for tonight? Tonight, I have from the Munkle Brewing Company. Yeah, company based in Charleston, South Carolina, which um, you failed to mention. I thought that was mm. kind of cool that it's not uh, like planned or anything, but Palmetto Brewing is also based in Charleston. Yes, they are. And I did so, forget that. Yeah. So yeah, we're, we're uh, you know, uh, kindred spirits or something. I don't know. So <laughs> I have the Dub Plates Eye Stout. 
Um, it is uh, the it's not on their their beer list on their website is it, it doesn't exist. So um, on Untapped, I the description here says that it's inspired by Jamaica's music and its stout. This is an exclusive remix of a Belgian export stout recorded with El Dorado Azaka Sabro hops to give a touch of tropical balance to this dry, toasty classic. I'm not going to lie. That sounds really good. <laughs> it was either this or um, an American pale ale or another rapturous sour. Oh. And I was like, oh, I have a stout I haven't tried. I'm going to do that. Do that. So a yeah. uh, 6.8% ABV. And um, yeah, I'm I'm excited about this. I enjoy stouts. In small doses, mm-hmm. one at a time, like one every now and then. Like I, yeah. I'm not going to drink like two or three Guinnesses at once, you know. True that. So, true that. Well, we should crack them open and drink. What do you say? We should. I I agree with that statement. Let's do it. Here we go. Three, two, one. Crack. Smells like a regular beer. Mine smells like a stout. Like a regular beer. You know, sometimes you just want to find like just a regular, like it doesn't have to be a crazy flavored Mm -hmm. stout or sour or, dude, that looks delicious. And it looks super dark. It smells really good. Mine looks like every beer you've ever drank in your whole life. Except for stouts (laughs) and sours and true that except for uh, anything with color orders <laughs> anything with color and at the same time with no color true that well we've got them poured up now we just got to drink them up are you frozen cheers again? No. cheers i was in the middle of something <laughs> okay. Sorry. I, was like, I was like are you frozen again i don't know <laughs> no you're good so here we go cheers Okay. How's that stout treating you? Pretty good. I'm trying to see if there's anything like... Tell me what else is in it. Because it's very coffee strong, Mm -hmm. which I expect in a stout. Mm -hmm. And I've also had this one in my fridge for a while. So I'm wondering if there's like... I mean... Is it like a wine? The more it ages, the better it gets. (laughs) So here you go. This was canned... In February of 2021. That gum. Yeah, I've had this thing. Um, my father-in-law brought it back from a trip that him and uh, my mother-in-law went on. Mm-hmm. But it's been a minute since they went on that trip. Nice. Let's see. When was last? I did another Munkle. When was it? Um, It wasn't that long ago. No, it was I'm like. I'm trying to remember which one it, it was, was. It was 40 episodes ago. Okay. Or thir- almost 40 episodes. So. I guess that's close to a year. <laughs> that's, that's almost a year for us. Yeah, so um, it's good. The stout is is really, really rich. Mm-hmm. Really, um, but there's no flavors that like really stick out except for that coffee flavor, mm-hmm. which is still good. Like I still like it. Um, I'm, I don't want to take points off because of had it for so long i think that may have something to do with some of what i'm experiencing flavor wise yeah 
And I don't really know what I'm supposed to be tasting with those different <laughs> hops either. You can't just throw stuff on the throw stuff on the side of the can and be like, "Good luck, figure it out." <laughs> um, Take this, luck. <laughs> this tastes like a really good like coffee is what it tastes like to me. Yeah. So um, that being said, I think I'm going to. Uh, gosh. I'm going to give it four Luthers. Okay. That's, I feel like that's where I've landed for basically like two months. <laughs> you you had the five last week though. I did, but I've had a lot of fours. I've had like six, eight weeks of at least four. Luthers. Yeah. Yeah. I have to intentionally find a bad beer now. So <laughs> either, either intentionally find a bad one or a really, really good, like four or five in a row. One of the two. Something. So, yeah, dub plates iced out, getting four Luthers for me. Nice. How how's that salted lime? So the salted lime is exactly what you'd expect. Um, honestly, this tastes like um uh, it it tastes like a Mexican beer. Um, almost. Okay. Um, one of my things that I enjoy is when I go to like a, a Mexican restaurant, I'll get like a Dos Equis. Of course, they serve it with a lime, squeeze the lime in it, and it just gives it that kind of little bit of kick flavor to it. Mm-hmm. And I enjoy that, and that's almost what this tastes like. Um, it's really refreshing, which I mean, that's what they that's what they advertise it as is a is like a crisp, refreshing beer. Yeah, it's kind of good for any any scenario you could think to drink beer. Um, this is going to kind of fit in. So this is a, it's a to me, it's just a very run of the mill like. Mm-hmm. It, it's all it's applicable everywhere. Yeah. Um, and so it it tastes good. It's not going to get five Luthers for me because of that. I'm tempted to give it four, but you know what? I am. I'm going to give it four because they've done it well. It's got a good flavor. Um, the salt and lime in there is really nice. Um, it's just it it's enjoyable. I mean this. They they put it as a beach beer, and mm-hmm. yes, that's exact. I mean, I would love to have two or three of these laying out on the beach, nice. and and enjoy them. So it's just, it's a clean, crisp, good tasting, very well brewed beer. And so mm-hmm. you know they it's it's not supposed to be an earth shattering. You know, we used seventeen thousand pounds of strawberries and mangoes to make this mm-hmm. mash to put in this beer to you know whatever. It's not anything exotic. And so they've done a great job just making a really good basic generalized beer. They added a mm. you know a little bit of lime or whatever. So yeah, I'll give it four Luthers because it's pretty good, and I'm not upset that I have five more of these in my fridge to drink now. So cool. So That's there awesome. you go, salted lime lager from Palmetto, getting four Luthers for me. It's a good one. I might have another one tonight. You never know. We've been on a pretty good streak here the last little while. Yeah, you've had a couple of that were that you weren't too fond of, but overall, good good runs being yeah. had here. Good times being had by all. Yep. So, well, there's you a couple of beer reviews. Um, hope you enjoyed those. We got Michael. I still can't. I don't know that I can say the name of your beer, even though you've said it like seven times. Dub plate. Dub plate. What is the, it? Something. The I? dub plates. I stout. I stout. Okay. Like the letter I or like yeah. eyeballs? I, the number I. And maybe Imperial? Export-inspired Imperial. stout brewed with tropical hops. So it's not Imperial. No. I stout. 
Maybe they just didn't want to say the word because I mean I've heard of imperial stouts and imperial stouts are like way way thicker and richer than than standard stouts anyway. It's a it's a play on a Belgian export stout. Sure, whatever. So that I don't means. know. That. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> so anyway, well there you go. The ice stout getting four luthers. The salted lime lager getting four luthers. Um, we hope you enjoyed that. We're going to take a break and then we are going to come back and we are going to finish Psalms. It's only taken us four weeks to get through one book of the Bible, but we're going to do it tonight. So stick around and we will be right back. Welcome back to the Beers and Bible Podcast. As Anthony alluded to prior to our break, we are going to wrap up the book of Psalms tonight in our book-by-book discussion of the Bible. Uh, It's multiple weeks in Psalms just because of the breadth. Breadth? Breadth? How how wide it be. (laughs) (laughs) How long the book is. So um, if you haven't, caught any of the previous episodes on psalms you can either stop this episode now and go back and listen to those or listen mm-hmm. to this one and then go back and listen it, it you do you <laughs> do whatever you want to do so um we're gonna get right into it so a uh, book four in the book of psalms is uh psalms 90 through 106 um it opens in the aftermath of the davidic dynasty mm-hmm. um and the heart of this particular book celebrates the kingship of god um i'm gonna jump right into it uh, psalms 90 and uh, through 92 is where we see that yahweh is our dwelling place um not, psalm 90 is the only psalm of moses in the whole book mm-hmm. and, and declares god as our dwelling place and uh, psalm 91 is a psalm of trust in our dwelling place which is god and then Psalm 92 is a psalm of praise for the defeat of Israel's enemies. It is. And that goes right into um, Psalm 93, which there's going to be a pattern here as we kind of progress to the end of Psalms. And you're going to see it. Um, books four and five really take on a lot of the praise and what we would, I guess, modern day folks would define as like the worship style. Of mm-hmm. Psalms, a lot of the the quotations from Psalms in the New Testament come from Psalms ninety and and on up to one fifty, um, and so this pattern is is really going to be seen kind of in the next section. It's going to be the start of it, and and the chapters uh, Psalms ninety three through ninety nine kind of central around or, or focus around the theme of God reigning, and then. We should uh, rejoice in that. Let God's mm-hmm. people rejoice. Yeah. Okay. So these psalms are going to have this celebratory nature to them. There is a few of them in here that are kind of uh, opposite of that, but they're always, they're really, a lot of them are put in the context of, yes, something is bad happening, but you should trust in the Lord and mm-hmm. and you should celebrate God because of his goodness and his provision. And so it's 
it's not like uh, don't think like Psalms 73 or or in the in that range where we were literally like woe is me how long oh lord um mm-hmm. you know we talked about that last week yeah um it's not that anymore now it's yes there might be something bad happening but praise the lord worship the lord rejoice in the lord uh is going to be that that kind of echo through a lot of these psalms as we walk through them tonight but you got uh Psalm 94 is kind of an interesting one in this section because it's not really a direct praise. Uh, like I was just talking about, it it calls for justice in some areas and it calls for um, the justice on specifically the people who have rejected God's law. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like I said, in a way, this is still a praise because even though it's it's calling for something in a in a I guess we could call it like a mournful attitude or, mm-hmm. you know, like a, a, a crying out, you know, I'm woe is me attitude. Um, it still recognizes God as the ruler over creation. And so yeah. it still, it, it still turns that argument towards something that is praiseworthy to God. Yeah. If that, if that makes sense, does that, it does. Yeah. It does. Okay. And that really leads into the next, uh, seven Psalms. Yep. Um, which are, uh, pray that we see a praise of God and a hope in restoration. Yes. So the, you know, you, you were just talking about in Psalm 94, calling for justice for those who reject God's law, mm-hmm. but there's still hope for restoration. Yeah. Even in those who reject God's law, like you could still have that hope. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, we see here in these seven Psalms that they're, these seven Psalms, sorry, are like a mini Psalter. In the mm-hmm. larger whole, as they reflect on different responses to God's reign, um, we see in Psalm 100, um, the celebrate, celebration and thanksgiving. Um, in Psalm 101, uh, faithfully lifting. Uh, Psalm 102, prayer for future for the future rebuilding of Zion. Um, Psalm 103, God's great love. In Psalm 104, God is the creator. Psalm 105, um, we're remembering God for his mercies. Um, and then Psalm 106, we have the warning against rebellion from the past. Yeah. So coming out of those, and and again, a lot of these Psalms are used as examples for how Israel is to live. Mm-hmm. You know, especially, I mean, think about those last six that you had there that close out book four. Book four is, I mean, it's like, it's the shortest of, of all the, the books in the Psalms. Um, there's only what, 16 chapters, 17 mm-hmm. chapters there. Um, and so it really centralizes that, that focus on praise and worship and adoration of God, which is going to set up book five, which is, I mean, I, I, the best way I could think about this as I was, as I was thinking about it and kind of writing this down for, for notes is. It's just like you remember making mixtapes and and mix CDs. Like you would pick, and and I'm gonna show my age here. But when back when we had Napster, we would go and download like ten or twelve songs, and and rewritable CD drives had just come out, mm-hmm. and so we would download our favorite songs on Napster, and we would make a CD, and it would be like you know this is your this is your country mix CD, and this is your yep. rap mix CD, and this yep. is your <laughs> no, but you had I, like. I did- I did the same thing. Um, we got a little wiser at some point and just started um, using like a downloading website where you could just uh, put a link from like YouTube or something in. Yeah. And then download the MP3. 
Yeah, that was that was before that was after my time, man. That was that was a little thanks, later. Thanks for aging me on that, that one. Was I appreciate. Later, it. I mean, <laughs> I remember. Gosh, I don't remember how I did this, but I remember recording a song on the radio. Oh yeah, I did that. It had to be on a cassette tape. There's no way that thing had yeah, a was, CD recorder. Mm-hmm. I mean, remember you had to wait and listen for your song. Yeah, I remember doing that. Like <laughs> I vividly remember having like a song I wanted to hear and record. It was good times, wow. man. Times have changed. <laughs> times anyway, have changed. <laughs> so tell us more about how Book Five is like <laughs> a compilation. A <laughs> Sorry, we just. We, <laughs> We just went down memory lane. <laughs> sorry, sorry about that, y'all. Um, but this, so it's like a compilation of the previous four books. Okay, mm-hmm. you're putting everything that you've already talked about, and you're saying, think about these things, reflect on these things, and more importantly, reflect on these things in the goodness of God. The greatest hits. The greatest, greatest hits. Yes, that's what it is. <laughs> Oh, man. So uh, book five runs Psalm 107 all the way to the end through Psalm 150. And yes, it's going to include Psalm 119. And no, we're not going to spend an entire week on Psalm 119. Um, but uh, but it starts off with just a few Psalms, Psalm 107 through 109, which rejoices uh, and praises God for the rescue of his people. 107 opens up book five and it calls for a gathering of the redeemed people to bring praise to God. A lot of this is written in the historical context of the post-exilic period, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, so this is Egypt, Jerusalem, you know, wilderness, Jerusalem. Then they get exiled again. They're enslaved to Babylon. Then you have the post-exilic period, which is they're out from really underneath Babylon, but they're still not necessarily fully back into the promised land. And so, but they call it the post-exilic period there in anyway. Um and so you have this gathering of God's people, and you, you read this as a call for Israel to gather and return to God. Um, you know, much like churches today call people, you know, we're we're trying to call people to come and worship God and and gather with the saints. A lot of these psalms would be understood in that light. Um, and then you have 108, which is kind of like a response to 107, and it's literally asking for Israel to give praise to God. Um, and and then it asked for deliverance from their enemies, and that is seen in, in 109. So you have this mm-hmm. setup of calling people back to praise, and then that sets up the next section, which is 110 through 118. Take us yep. through that one. So we have the uh, 110 through 118 is the coming king and uh, festival psalms. Uh, psalms 110 and 118 are recognized as messianic. Mm-hmm. And are often quoted mm-hmm. by New Testament writers in reference to Jesus's ministry and the early church. Um, and in between those two psalms um, are Hallelujah psalms that were often used to celebrate different Hebrew festivals. Mm-hmm. Uh, specifically, Psalm 114 celebrates the Exodus from Egypt with detailed imagery. So it yeah. goes into great detail there. If you've ever done a pa- uh, Passover feast. <clears throat> You'll use a uh, a Seder, yeah. You'll use a lot of Psalm 114, 15, 16, 17, 18. You skip 119, but you use some of the 120s um, that we're going to talk about. But yeah, Mm -hmm. that's that's what uh, a lot of these are are drawn from right there in that. These are are basically worship songs that they would have used for those festivals. Yeah. 
Um, and that sets up uh, Psalm 119. So Psalm 119, obviously, is the longest psalm. Everybody knows this. There's 176 verses in Psalm 119. Um, yes, you can read it in one day if you sit down with just about 20 minutes of time. Um, but think of Psalm 119 as an expansion of Psalm 1. Okay, think all the way back to Psalm 1. Blessed is the man who delights in the law of the Lord. You know, that's that's directly from Psalm 1. What is Psalm 119 but an acrostic poem that focuses and centralizes on what God's law actually is? Hmm. And so you have a, each section is eight verses, and each section, the the first letter in each verse of those sections is the Hebrew letter. So you have 22, which the Hebrew alphabet has no vowels. Um, it's 22 consonants. And uh, each word starts with, so the first eight verses start with the the first consonant, which is Aleph uh, in in Hebrew. And then you have Beth, Gimel, Daleth, all the way down. And so you... Each one of the words starts with an olive. In the second set, each one of the words starts with a base. And so that's what that's what an you know, when we talk about an acrostic, a lot of times people think, you know, an acrostic is like the first you you know, you say like uh what's the oh what was it? Dare. Um drug the drug something yeah from school, you know, dare like that's what we think about an acrostic and, and that's part of it. But think of a really, really big acrostic uh, that follows an, an alphabetical pattern. That's what Psalm 119 is. Um, the interesting thing about Psalm 119 is we don't really know who wrote it. Um, it's just this this author, and and there is some speculation, and, and you can read about that and decide if you want to hold to any of those views. Um, but it's just a person who clearly saw the benefits of learning and applying God's law in their life. And mm-hmm. If nothing else, learn that from Psalm 119, that there is a benefit from reading, studying, learning. You know, think of a couple of the verses in Psalm 119. Psalm 119, 11, your word is a lamp into my feet and a light into my path. Psalm 119, 105, I hide your word in my heart that I might not sin against God. You know, these are the applications that Psalm 119 calls for us as believers today. and if we believe God's word is living and active is what Hebrews tells us. And if it's sharper than any two edged sword, and if it pierces, you know, separates bone from marrow, if it does all of these things, then take the time to learn it, to study it, to know it. Mm-hmm. And, and it, it doesn't mean you're going to get everything right, but take the time to learn it and apply as much of it as you can to your life. Yeah. And that's what Psalm 119 calls its reader to do on a daily basis is to mm-hmm. learn God's word, learn God's law, know God's law and apply God's law. Mm. So that's Psalm 119. Take us through the mm-hmm. next section. So now we have Psalms 120 through 134, um, which are songs of ascent. Mm. These are Psalms that were used during the journey to uh, Jerusalem for the annual travel feasts, um, think back to Leviticus. Uh, we have uh, Passover weeks and booths. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have anything you want to add there? Before you know, it's uh, it's interesting. So I mentioned just a little bit ago that that Psalm one fourteen seventeen eighteen mm-hmm. into the twenties are used. the The pilgrimage feasts are 
are times when the people had to travel and and there's an interesting theory um i i mean i think it's fun um about jesus actually being born in september um not in december that's shockwaves through the whole world um because the the festival of booths is a pilgrimage uh mm-hmm. festival that is held in what we would call fall um typically it's in mid to late september possibly the first of october um kind of annual everywhere the jewish calendar is a little bit different from our from our calendar the way we know it and so the days end up being a little bit different uh each year but it it always made sense and a lot of times especially in those days you know traveling was hard back then mm-hmm. they didn't have gasoline they didn't have cars and it took a long time and so what governments would do is they would schedule things like censuses when they knew it was a natural travel travel pattern for people okay and so there there's this uh there's this argument that says that Joseph and Mary going for the census would have already been traveling for the festival of booths which is also called the the feast of Sukkot and what uh what's interesting about that is the feast of Sukkot is uh when people would live in temporary dwellings okay um and it was supposed to remind them of the time that they spent in the wilderness when they didn't have a home they didn't have a, a you know like we would think of a house um, and so it, it's to remind them of that time, but it's also the time, remember the wilderness, when you think back to Exodus, is the time when God says, that's when God tabernacled among his people. That's when he dwelt with his people was in the wilderness. Mm-hmm. And so let's fast forward here to to first century, and you got Joseph and Mary, and the census is happening. So they're doing what their kind of civic duty is, is to go to uh, Bethlehem to be counted for the census. And it's also during the time of the feast of Sukkot. So imagine now you've got an innkeeper who's got a full place because all the people are there and they're staying. But he says, I don't have a room, but I do have this thing out back, a Sukkot out back that you can stay in. And so remember, we also remember this is the time when God tabernacled with his people. And what is Jesus? But, God coming in flesh to dwell with or tabernacle mm-hmm. with his people. And man, it just, it takes on a whole different yeah. meaning. It's, it's, it's really, it's a really interesting thing to think about. That's um, a really compelling <laughs> argument. <laughs> like, of course, Jesus wasn't born in December. That's just the, yeah. Someone just picked a date. Yeah, like, it's fine. And it's fine. As I'm not arguing that saying that we should like cancel Christmas and don't hear that um, at all. But I, I do think it's it's interesting and it's compelling to to think about how God would have used things mm-hmm. like the feasts as patterns for Israel. I, you know, he's pretty consistent on that kind of stuff. And when you think about the meaning and the uh importance of what the feast of booths was and what it meant and it was a reminder of mm-hmm. god dwelling with his people tabernacling with his people and then into that context you have the savior the messiah born 
Mm-hmm. And it is literally God coming in the flesh to tabernacle among his people. Yeah. Thinking about that stuff, like thinking about all that stuff you just said, you can't tell me that God doesn't care about the details. No, absolutely like, not. <laughs> God is intimately aware yeah. of every single detail and how he wants it all to work out. Yes. And I mean, at the end of the day, does it matter? Not grand scheme of things, not really. Yeah. It's a cool thing. It's it's fun to it's, think about yeah, and it's discuss, fun. but like I don't know. I it's but to me that's just a like a good reminder like God definitely cares about every mm-hmm. single detail and yeah. will work out the details to accomplish what he wants to accomplish. Yes. Yep. So so that's an interesting thing there on on uh, this kind of a sidebar there on booths and and Psalms one twenty three one thirty four, but then we roll into Psalms one thirty five through one thirty seven, mm-hmm. which is kind of a res- a response to these ascents. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, these Psalms right here assume that the people are where they're supposed to be. They're at the sanctuary. They're there for worship. Um, and then think about specifically Psalm 136. I think I've mentioned this before. Psalm 136 is attribute of God, his love endures forever. Attribute of God, his love endures forever. It's mm-hmm. it's the repetitive psalm. You know, yeah. it's the one that I, I use to poke people who say they don't like repetitive things. I'm like, oh, well, clearly you don't like Psalm 136. Um, it's fun to do that. Um, but then Psalm 137 laments. It's kind of like a lament in a way the reality that they can't make some of the pilgrimage feasts because they're in exile. So this one mm. is specifically in a, in a time of exile where they could not make those, those pilgrimage feasts. And, and so it, again, this is a lament, but it's put in a lament that says, or it's framed as a lament that says, I can't worship God the way that he wants to be worshiped, you know, mm. the way that he has written for us to be worshiped. And so it's a lament in the context of longing to worship God in tr- in spirit and in truth, the way John four tells us, you yeah. know, that we should worship. And so that's Psalm one thirty five through one thirty seven. Take us through uh, through one forty five. So now we have the last of the uh, collection of David, uh, mm-hmm. one thirty eight through one forty five, and these focus just kind of similar to the um, to one thirty six on many different attributes of God. Mm-hmm. Um, in Psalm 138, we see that uh, David writing of God's greatness, specifically his all-knowing, ever-present nature. Um, in Psalm 139, we see David writing at, uh, on the wonder of God's creation of life. Mm-hmm. Um, in Psalms 140 through 144, these are five prayers of deliverance. And then in Psalm 145, we get uh, David for his awesome works and his character and looking forward to his everlasting kingdom. Um, and if anyone had um, knowledge of, of the attributes of God, specifically his character, mm. um, his ever present nature, the wonder of the creation of life, it would be David. Yes, it would. Uh, David was called a man after God's own heart. And that's why so many of the Psalms are written by David. Um, yeah. you know, a lot of times hard things in life will, will force you to think and force you to write those things down. 
a lot of yeah. times. So, yeah. And, and I mean, what's really interesting about that is, um, you know, Dave, you, you said David is called a man after God's own heart, but his deepest pit is recorded in scripture for all of time. Yeah. Like the worst he could have possibly done is there for all to see. And yet God still redeemed and God still, mm-hmm. um, brought him out of that pit and got brought him to um a place where he could be a man yeah. after God's own heart and used him much like Paul in the New Testament yeah. to write a good portion of scripture that we still are reading to this day. That's right. That's right. And then we close out the Psalter um with nothing more appropriate than five hallelujah psalms. Mm-hmm. Um, one forty six through one fifty. These five psalms really just put the exclamation point on the book as a whole, on all five of these books, and they centralize on the theme of worshiping God, worshiping mm-hmm. God for who He is, for what He's done. Um, one forty six focuses on God as the Helper of the helpless. One forty seven mm-hmm. focuses on God as the Creator and Restorer. One forty eight. Um, praises him from heaven and earth. So from the highs and the lows, think of, you know, uh, who is it? Tarnwells has the song Hills and Valleys. Yes. Um, you know, that's, we praise God when we're on the mountaintops, we're in the heavens. We praise God when we're in the valleys, because we know that everything that he brings into our life is for our good and for his purpose. Yeah. Um, so God God puts us in both places. Yes, he does. Yeah. Yes, he does. Uh, Psalm 149, uh, this will go against most of your uh, fundamental uh, folks who don't like dancing, but we praise him with dancing, singing, and we praise him with a sword in hand. We're ready to fight. I'm bringing a sword. (laughs) Challenge, show up to your church Sunday morning with a sword. (laughs) See what happens. I'm serving in the worship team on Sunday. That'd be amazing. I got a sword. I don't have my guitar with me, but I do have a sword. Can I can I still stay? Can I still sing? Oh man. Um, and then Psalm 150 is praise him with all manner of music and dancing. Um, you know, read read those psalms. Mm-hmm. Um, they're they're fantastic, they're encouraging. Um, I, I love reading them from from time to time just as a just as a pick me up a lot of times. Yeah, I I feel like especially in church world, you get a lot of the negative because things aren't exactly how people want them to be. Yeah. And then you get, you know, you read Psalm 149 and 150 and it's like, oh, scripture kind of calls us to do what that person is <laughs> upset about. So we're going to follow scripture. It's it's cool. Yeah, it's it's yep. fine. It's all good. So, yep. There should be there should be order in worship, but worship should not be boring. It shouldn't be so orderly that it's like stagnant. Yes. Yep. I'll agree with that because music is an emotional thing mm-hmm. and music can move people. And yeah. I think God intended for music to be emotional yeah, and to move people. But, and I mean, just look at, we're going to harp on music for a second. I feel yeah, like we are, but that's Let's okay. Let's do it. Cause we're both musicians, but I feel like <laughs> even, look at just secular music. People mm-hmm. like I've seen Garth Brooks live. Okay. Mm-hmm. There were people weeping when that guy was singing. Yeah. Then he wasn't singing about Jesus. He wasn't singing about the gospel. He was mm-hmm. 
maybe not friends in low places, but you get the idea. <laughs> like, like he was like, they were brought to tears by what he was thinking and yeah. ha- we're having an emotional experience. Yeah. Worship is worship. Music is, can do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, and I, I mean, I think it's important to sing the right stuff. Obviously mm-hmm. I yep. think it's important to sing theologically rich songs. Um, but you know, if we're singing theologically rich songs, they should, I mean, they should cause a stir in us because mm-hmm. it should remind us on a daily basis of, of what a wretched sinner we are, Yeah, but it's only because of the unmerited grace and mercy that came, that comes through Jesus Christ, that we have the ability to stand and worship God in all of his glory yeah, and in partial right now, but one day we'll get to do it in full. And, you know, when we, when we receive our glorified and resurrected bodies, it'll be completely different. Yeah. Um, and man, that's a day that I I'm looking forward to. So mm-hmm. read revelation five. If you don't believe that, that'll woo. <laughs> so, well, that is it. the book of Psalms. We finished Psalms, dude. Woo-hoo! We're done. I mean, it only take us four weeks. <laughs> it's all. I mean, we're, we'll be back to our regularly scheduled uh, one book a week. I guess Hopefully. starting next week, <laughs> unless something else comes up. Yeah, we got Proverbs next week. Um, so it's Proverbs will be fun. Yeah, Proverbs is a is a really good book. You know, in my Bible reading, I just finished. Actually, just uh, yesterday, finished the book reading through the book of Proverbs. And man, there is. There's a there's a lot of one line zingers in in proverbs that'll make you be like ow I didn't ow ow stop ow it's yeah but there's also a lot of one liners that people will use to uh, beat people over the head beat people over the head yeah (laughs) hey I can do all things through a verse taken out of context though something about context keeps coming up yes it does context matters yep so context matters. So anyway, uh, Anthony, before we go, would you like to pray for us and for our listeners and whoever else you feel led to pray for? I would love to do that. Let's pray. Let's do it. God, we thank you for tonight. We thank you for um, just allowing two guys to come and sit and talk about your word and study your word. And God, we're so thankful that you gave us the Psalms. Uh, We're so thankful that you gave us... uh, Words that we can cry out when we're struggling, words that we can cry out when we're rejoicing, uh, God, that we can give you praise for who you are with these words, and we can uh, rejoice with friends and neighbors and loved ones with these words, and and God, we're just so grateful for your holy scripture that leads us and guides us, and God, I pray that we would not take it lightly, um, but God, we would love it and appreciate it and learn it and apply it to our lives uh, however we can. And God, I pray that you would move through that. Pray for folks who listen, uh, God, that they uh, that you would use us, two guys that, that just want to sit down and, and glorify you, God, that you would use us supernaturally uh, to touch somebody, to, to speak uh, into somebody's life a truth that they needed to hear. God, that it wouldn't be our words, but it would be your Holy Spirit working through us. And so, God, we thank you. We love you. We praise you for who you are, and uh, we give you glory. And we pray all of this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, Michael, if people wanted to 
try to reach out to us on social media platforms, where would they do that? You can find the Beers and Bible podcast on Instagram at Beers and Bible underscore. You can find us on Twitter at Beers and Bible P1. You can find us on Facebook by searching Beers and Bible Podcast. You can also email us at Beers and Bible Podcast at gmail.com. And we would love to hear from you if you have any questions about anything we've discussed in the last few weeks on the podcast, or if you have any beers that you would like for us to try to find and review on the podcast, we would love to do that as well. But we look forward to hearing from you on any and all of those avenues. Boom. So until next week, we hope that your beer stays cold and your Bible stays open, and we'll see you later. Peace out. Peace out.